Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Purdue takes down Florida State 79-69. IU takes down the Tar Heels 77-65. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Basketball reigns supreme in Indiana, but which one of these teams is more surprising? JMV joins us right now from 93.5107.5 The Fan. I'm going to start with this Purdue game because they are ranked fifth in the nation, beating um, the uh, Seminoles by 10. They were leading by just two uh, at, at the half. Uh, Edie with 25 uh, points, and I had to double-check with some people who helped me out. It's Zach Edie, not Eddie uh, JMV, in case you didn't know. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you through. Uh, the big things uh, right there. Um, Purdue is supposed to be in this kind of rebuild, and yet here they are, 7-0, and blowing away the competition. Uh, what's your take on how impressive this team is? Yeah, first off, my brother, you're the absolute best. You want to look at Purdue, they're more of a surprise because I think people are certainly locked into IU being uh, at an elite level in the Big Ten going into the season. And I think Purdue, because of the magnitude, Tony, of their wins so far, they go out to Portland, they beat West Virginia, they beat Gonzaga, they beat Duke, and really decisively with Gonzaga and Duke. And this this trip situation early on in the season has been tough. They go out to Portland, they come back, get a couple of days in West Lafayette, then jet down to Tallahassee and play a Florida State team that, historically speaking, under Leonard Hamilton is really good, very athletic, but they're a one-win team. And you could kind of tell last night in that game that this was going to be a bit of a first-half struggle for the Purdue Boilermakers because Florida State was throwing in a lot of stuff. But I think what is different about this Purdue team, they go so deep. They go so deep. They have a guy that they can ride, as you mentioned, and Zach Eady, certainly, who's playing 29 minutes per game now. We kind of questioned whether or not he was going to be able to do that with his conditioning. He certainly has done that. They just seemingly have a group that get it. And by college basketball standards, you don't often get that. You go 10 deep. You get a guy on one night, Tony, that plays really well. And then you start wondering why he's not getting more clock. His friends around him. His family says you should be getting more time. And that can create a divide within the locker room. Now, that's something Matt Painter is going to have to manage. But right now, so far, so good. And these guys are as talented. I think right now they have been the most impressive team to this point in the college basketball season. And when you think about IU, you watched them against Carolina last night in that big game, raucous atmosphere in Bloomington at the Assembly Hall. And you can, when people ask you, Tony, on the street about IU basketball, all you have to do is tell them this, and you're going to look really smart. They're going to go, and they're going to be as good as Xavier Johnson, their point guard, is going to take them. If he keeps it between the lines, plays at a high level, as we witnessed last night, they're going to be able to beat anybody, and there is going to be a lot of elite-level basketball being played if he keeps it between the lines. To me, he is the guy to watch for them. Before we get into the IU conversation, let me bring it back to Purdue and the idea that what's shocking about this team is that this was supposed to be a bit of rebuilding. Matt Painter was supposed to be putting together the pieces and and, and the parts. This is playing well uh, above the expectation, getting out absolutely ahead of of the skis, I, I guess is an expression you can use. At what moment, as you take a look at their schedule going forward, at what moment could the reality come to them that this won't simply be a cakewalk every single day of the week? 
Well, it won't be, and Matt Painter's going to have him prepared for that. you got to keep in mind, too, a year ago, this was a team that was disappointed in losing in the Sweet 16 to St. Peter's, if you remember. They had a top-five elite-level talent in, in, in what you got with Jaden Ivey, who's now playing with the Detroit Pistons as a top-five NBA draft selection. Here was kind of the issue a year ago, and this is the difference between the two teams here. Last year, because he was such an incredible talent, they would, I'm talking about the team, would get caught ball watching sometimes. They would watch him go to work, you know, try to take his man off the dribble, try to get to the rim, and they would all kind of stand around and let him go to work. These guys are all moving parts right now. It's like an engine with all these moving parts, and to me, that makes them more dangerous than they were a year ago with Jaden Ivey, who was just an incredible talent, going to have a fantastic NBA career. But as far as being better from top to bottom, this team is more equipped to get through those moments that you're talking about in the Big Ten season because it's going to come. Other teams are going to come at them. They're going to have that bullseye. But I like it from top to bottom. They go 10 deep most of the time, and they can. And these guys all have different roles. They understand it. Uh, they get with it. And it makes them, to me, a better team this season than what you even saw with a successful year, Tony, last year. And when you take a look at the schedule, it really doesn't get difficult until the month of February when they got to face IU twice. Uh, everybody else, at least uh, it would look like this is – They've got a really great opportunity uh, to have a solid season, but of course, the only thing that matters is going deep uh, in the tournament. Talking to JMV, 93.5, 107.5, the fan. Let's bring it over to IU. Let's bring it over to this 7 and 0 team. Was this more expected? Is this what people ex- expected from what's expected from this team, or is this also a unbelievably pleasant surprise? No, Mike Woodson's got it going, and uh, I think you expected that the moment when Trace Jackson Davis decided to come back for a final season, and when he made that decision to come back, Race Thompson also made that decision to come back, and they have a nice mixture as well. They have veteran presence, and they have a candidate for player of the year in college basketball and Trace Jackson Davis, while they also have a guy like you know Jalen Hood, Shafino in the backcourt, who is a big guard and is going to be a fantastic basketball player. They have a great combination. They have a guy like Trey Galloway you saw last night play so well. And what they did last night that really impressed me, they enforced their will on Carolina in their building. They out-toughed. North Carolina, they got after it defensively. They were in the passing lanes. They were deflecting passes. They were stealing passes. It wasn't one of these magnificent offensive performances by any stretch. They won by 12, which I guess in this day and age is not that big of a margin of victory. But you never felt that IU was in a danger zone with a top team like Carolina whatsoever. And to me, it started on the defensive end. They were elite defensively against that Carolina team. But to answer your question fully, yeah, you look at this team, and there was more, I think, thought about how this team could be an elite-level team this season than there was Purdue. But there's room for both. And you mentioned those two games coming up in the Big Ten season. It is going to be absolutely fantastic. And at a later date, I'll explain to you how Purdue and Matt Painter, that team is built much like we saw back in the glory days of IU with Bob Knight. It's built much like that. A lot of Indiana influence, a lot of Mr. Basketballs. And right now, both teams just have a lot of higher-level players that fit the system, and they're both going to be really good this year, Tony. And they also look like they have a schedule that can work out well for them. Uh, in, In that IU game, you've got Galloway off the bench, 
with 11. Uh, the, the bench was, what, 14, uh, 18 points uh, total. Is that all you need from the bench? Do you need more uh, from, from when you're uh, giving your starters a rest? No, yeah, you want more. There's no doubt you're going to want more, too. I mean, offensively, they'll probably look at some things and you know hope that you can get better. I mean, they're going to need outside shooting. I mean, you get Miller Cop, and at some point is going to be you know probably counted on to, to knock down some threes. I think he had two points last night uh, in, in his time. But I, I think what, what they have is they have a lot of different pieces, um, and what they have also right now down low is a sure thing. I'll give you a great example of Trey Jackson Davis. I know him pretty well here. Um, and, and he wanted to diversify his game, you know, face up, be able to knock down jump shots, things of that nature, because obviously the next level in the NBA is going to require that for somebody his size. He hasn't really done that at all this year, and here's the reason why. It's because he is getting Tony any place he wants to get in the painted area, on the floor, to go with his strong hand, to give his myriad of moves offensively. He is basically scoring at will, Thus, he has not shown an aspect of his game that he tirelessly worked on in the offseason. That is a face-up game. It's a 12 to 16 to 18-foot jump shot capability. We haven't seen that yet, and I guess the bottom line is you just kind of go with what's working for you, and there's really no reason to go with what's not working because he gets anywhere on the floor and scores uh, really wherever he's wanted to so far this season. And IU's going to ride that, and then – They'll have to shoot the three at some point, but we'll see when that happens if they're capable of doing it. As talented as any team in certainly America right now is this IU squad, and it's going to be a hell of a season to watch. You know, I, I should uh, correct myself on one thing. As I look uh, forward at their schedule, you take a look in December. You, they're up against Arizona, which is right now uh, ranked fourth, and then Kansas, right? Yeah. I mean, it's back-to-back, uh, which is ranked ninth. That That's a one-two punch, man, in the span of a week. Yeah, I mean, you're testing yourself. You really are. Tommy Lloyd's team in Arizona, you lose, you know, Benedict Matherin, who plays for the Pacers as a rookie. Uh, they lost a lot from last year, but they're still very talented. They're going to play Kansas and Lawrence in, in Fog Fieldhouse coming up in December as well. I like what they're doing, Tony. They're testing themselves before they get into the heart of the Big Ten season. I think that's a hell of a lot better than playing, you know, Jackson State that they've already played and all these directional schools. You're prepping yourself for what you know is going to be a grind of the Big Ten season. I think that's smart. And we're going to learn a lot coming up later on this month in that Arizona and that Kansas game about the elite-level capabilities of this IU basketball team.